like that. I'm sitting here with my guest, Mike Grutka, and I pronounced that correct? You did. Howdy. How's it going? Um, and you caught me in a just a scrambled moment. Uh, I was doing yard work all day, and, and when Calvin started barking, I was at first, I was just like, mm, what are you yelling at? Then I was like, oh, shit, I have a podcast to record at one. It, and I was in the shower. So I, yeah. I was kind of impressed that you showed up just with a little washcloth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, you know. It just, I was like, oh, it's that kind of podcast. Yeah, I was like, hey, come on in. Just wait over there. Welcome. <laughs> so um, you you were one of the, the people that, one of the first, I believe, that actually reached out to me about coming on. And it was just so coincidental because I had heard your name like three times in the same day. It was like I heard you on EXT. I think there was a mention somewhere on Nippertown. And, and then all of a sudden you're like, in my inbox and i was like oh well this is serendipitous so that's pretty cool it is pretty cool i'm huge and don't know it yeah no you are huge you know you've, you've got you've got great song you know because again like um when i find something and when i hear a name i just go and everything like i listen to everything so i dig your songs oh. I've, I've probably earned you 22 cents maybe on that's, spotify you, you've maybe. been down here a long time then yeah that's true yeah yeah <laughs> probably not that much i've you know i've gotten you a penny or two on spotify um but so we want to talk about our i want to talk about a little bit about like how far you know because your music goes back years yeah um so leading up to like what we've got now you know we don't have to go too deep but basically just what are some highlights and you know where did you start off in music um just a, a little bit about mike grutka and then we'll, we'll talk about the music all right well let's see the whole thing started because when i was in school i started playing violin okay you know i was orchestras that kind of thing and then you start taking music theory i got in the jazz band taught myself bass to play jazz in a jazz band which i had no idea what i was doing <laughs> you go from real structured like here read the stuff on the page with the orchestra to b9 slash seven add six and that's your bass part right and you're right, not really right. reading notes um and i started playing french horn and then i went to college for music and I've picked up a bunch of instruments along the way. So I play everything you hear, basically, except for some drum parts on, on some older stuff uh, is me. Then I started writing songs because I was like, I guess I'll write songs. I have an acoustic guitar. I don't even know what made it happen. <laughs> and then I had a few and I came out with a CD back in the day when it was, you know, you'd order a thousand, they'd show up in boxes and you were all excited and you'd sell two. Then, you know, before, you know, now it's so much easier, like with computers and Pro Tools and Logic and all these record, you have everything that yeah. you need. Back then it was like, here's your, you know, $2,000 Tascam 788, which is what I had. And you have eight tracks go. And there's like, a built-in compressor, which sucked. And, you know, you, you know what you're doing, but you don't know what you're doing. Right. And then, you know, I got better, I guess, at what I did. And I had my second CD come out. And I guess I had a really funny, interesting uh, thing. I did a radio promotion. Because I'm like, this is what you do. You do a radio promotion. And what which, what year is this we're talking now? The second uh, CD coming out? 2004, I think. And um, so you call the radio stations and you're like, hey, th this is get the program director on that you know this is mike gretka you added my song and so there's charts different charts for radio so there's one called fmqb that comes out and and the first week i was on i came in number 11 
Wow. Like I beat Keith Urban and Travis was out and like I was like, wow, oh, yes, yeah, so this is pretty cool. And then it tells you know where are you getting played. So in St. Louis, and if you understand radio, this is a big, th- th- this is a big, this is a big deal. The morning show, Morning Drive. It was the number one rated show in St. Louis, which is a pretty good good sized city. He was playing the crap out of the song, so I called and I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm like, you know, we're sitting here in your studio, right? Like, like <laughs> I I'm, I'm, I was recording in a barn in Argyle. Yeah, this you is know a what garage I mean. And, and, and like, Skyler, so bro. in my head, I'm like, I'm not anything. So I called this guy. Dude has such a radio name, Rick Viper. <laughs> So I call the radio station, you know, to follow up, and uh, the guy answers the phone. I'm like, "Hi, is uh, may I please speak with Rick Viper?" Oh, he's not available. My ask who's calling, and I go, "Oh, this is Mike Gretz." I just wanted to hold on a second. Oh my! And you hear him, Rick. It's Mike Gretz on the phone, and I'm like, he was so excited to talk to me, and he's like, "Oh," and he's explaining to me, he's selling the radio station to me. He's like, "Oh my God, we're the number one in drive time, and we're doing this, and we're making moves, and da 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 da," and our ratings are here we got a you know seven point whatever and uh he was like talking to me like i was you know john mayer or something and i'm <laughs> like and i'm like i didn't know what to do so i'm like you know i lived up in, uh, in argyle but i was playing a bunch in saratoga at the time and you know around here and i had, had gotten a band together and we were doing some region we had gone down into like new york city and stuff so i'm like st louis just seemed out of re- i'm like sure. I, don't, I have yeah, yeah. no idea what to do to even get there so I, i'm like in my head, I'm thinking he'll refer me to a place like Cafe Lena or something. And uh, he's like, I know people at the Kemper Arena. <laughs> so, in, and it makes you realize, like, in his head, he loved that song to play it that much. And he thought I was somebody up here that right. would get that kind of airplay. So I'm like, I don't know. What to, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I'm like, I'm hoping someone wants to be my manager or something. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, so that was like a really cool experience to have and to kind of in a way you know music is such a strange thing and it's changed so much especially it's, what you can do what you can accomplish on your own what you can accomplish on your own but just even like i'm talking about you know cds now like you don't even bother unless you have like a fan base that's going to order them from you you like order them after you get the orders kind of you know because it's not worth it right because not enough people buy them anymore, and I mean, a lot of people don't even have CD players, you right? Know, like, or you know, you or you know, oh, we want uh, want vinyl. Okay, well, it's going to cost me twenty five dollars to make one record, right? So I have to sell it to you for like forty five, forty forty bucks to, to make any money, yeah. and it's it's going to take eight months to get it. So you know, to have that, I, I guess valid. I didn't realize it at the time, but like that's validation. Like your sure. your shit is good enough to be here. So from there, I, you know, I went, came out with another CD and another CD and another, you know, I kind of every year and a half, two years, I was putting out music and I had gotten a band together and we played some of the big festivals around here, like River Street and Lark Street, you know, and uh, Art on Lark and things like that. And started touring like the Northeast and my last tour I did all the way down to Florida. And, uh, you know, you, you get to meet different bands and. Like, I remember, you know, there was a place I was playing in Virginia called Zig's Bar and Grill. (laughs) And, like, the next street over was, like, this club. I don't even know if it's still there. But at the time, it was, like, a big touring thing called IOTA. And uh, OAR was playing there. And I had run into them in New York City and met them and stuff. Because they were were just starting, you know. Or, you know, they were big on Napster. Right. 
And it was really funny because you started meeting all these songwriters and super nice guys, but like everyone you would talk to, you'd meet incredible people. You'd meet people that I'd never hear of again, and they were better than people who made it, you know? And no one understood OAR. They were like, yeah, they're such nice guys, and they're an awesome live band, but like we don't get their songs being popular, like hits. Like they sell out SPAC. If they come to SPAC, they're going to, they're going to get, 20,000 people. Um, and good for them. You know, whom I don't, I don't know what makes something popular or not. If I did, I would be doing something different, but, uh, so the, so it's changed so much, you know, getting it out there. And it's such a silent thing. Like you can throw something up and you can promote it to your mailing list and, you know, doing things like this and, WXT has been great for people around here, and Chris and Dave, and all, they're 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 amazing. 100%. Yeah, I they love played. Those guys. They were the first ones to play our single. Yeah, and like they still do. And like again, we're we're like in that where you were eighteen years right. ago. We're like, who who the fuck are we? Like, right? They're they're playing our song like a bunch. Like, you it's know, so, we're it, like it's awesome. And isn't that like the coolest yeah. thing? Because I mean, we just started a band. Not we haven't even been a band for a year. And I mean, I'm. 49 years old and i've never right published and released music in my life right so like this is like a brand new thing for me you know and yeah and, like and, a brand it's, new thing. and it's exciting there's a lot to learn yeah and, and it's, it's like because I, of the accessibility i'm like right oh shit i mean why not let's do it you know back then you needed a record label or you needed you know you, a lot of equipment an, and this and that and you needed like, a studio you needed a, a lot of money yeah like i mean to make C- just even to make cds was t- t- two grand before you sold one and you, and you had to have them and it took, you know what I mean? And you, you had to go to, to a studio almost to get that sound or to get anything good. Yeah. And then there's mastering, you know, and then there's, you know, back in the day, like CD baby was one of the first, right. you know, get the it on CD baby yeah. and get it out. And now it's so easy that it's like, it's awesome, but it sucks because you're almost like screaming into the grand Canyon, you know, like how do you get the market is flooded? How do you get it above whatever? And now, you know, uh, so you, it's kind of funny because I've put out more music since November than I have in the last, I haven't put anything out in the last four years. I came out with a record in 2017, which I really liked and then stopped and the pandemic happened and all this, you know, whatever. And it's like, I've put out three singles a five song EP and I have a single coming out <laughs> Friday. Since ha- November. Since November. And I have... I have more like I'm trying, you know, every couple months I'm trying to put out a song and I have two full albums that are ready. And it's like, where does, where does that come from? What does that do? So, so I guess that brings us up to now in a circular way from sure. starting in my, you know, apartment in Saratoga and recording in a barn in Argyle where I was living at the time. And now I'm a, uh, I have a whole room in my house. That's a studio and I got, everything i got mandolins and violins and pianos and drums and acoustic guitars and electric guitars and all these microphones and i also you know have gotten into um i'm a mastering engineer um which which is awesome because a it's expensive (laughs) to get your stuff mastered and it's such a skill that like And, and, and i never understood yeah i never understood it and i know why you need it done and now i do it and so that's you know and i and i do mixing for you know for people so that's a lot of fun because it gets you out of your own head of your own stuff right um and then mixing is very different than mastering mastering is very objective here's what i'm looking for here's what i'm trying to see if is there 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And like you're getting a little it. bit. Like I do, I do editing. Like I do audio editing. So like you know, I will take this and I'll edit out all the ums and ahs and pauses and not I'll mastering. Add a word. Yeah, not but I know I don't know any thing above that like yeah. i don't know like how to mix or master you know right like, i it's such a it's almost like plumbing to me like it's something that's necessary and needs to be done but i'm gonna have to pay somebody else to do it right because i you know what i mean like it's and not the, something and the, that the, I thing, would... the thing that's funny is that even though it's so easy you could have a really crappy mix and you could not master it and you could put it out but even though people are like flitting around or whatever like you could have the best song in the world and if it doesn't sound as good as a Taylor Swift song. Dynamically speaking. Dynamically, sonically, that polish, you know, that depth, that dynamic range, like you need to have a good mix and you need to have it mastered the way a major label record is mastered. And you don't have to spend $17,000 a song. You know what I mean? Like I have different rates for local people than I do for people who are on labels. You know, I get someone who's on a label. I'm like, what's your budget for the record? That's like the first question. You know what I mean? Or if you're doing or if but you're doing I mean, a mix. It makes sense. If they have backing, like, why? Right. You know, where like if you guys were like, hey, you know, we have two songs and we want them to sound better. And you came to me, I'd be like, OK, well, you're a local dude. Here you go. And um, but I've learned so much learning like mastering is the final 10 percent before it hits anything. You know what I mean? Like there's the song, then there's recording it and then there's the mix right and then there's the master before you put it out um so it's getting it as good as you can get it you know like and i get all different levels of stuff and like mastering is funny because it's like you if you give me a honda as a mix i can't make it a bentley (laughs) i can make it a brand new fully loaded honda right you know what i mean yeah it's a great analogy. But I can't make it a Bentley. That's your mix. So what I do is like if someone comes in there like a Honda and they want it to sound and they give me as a reference mix the last Radiohead album, like we want it to sound like this. I'm like, okay, well, most of my job is in mastering is pushing back on mixes. It's talking with the bands or the artists and saying, or the mixing, if they have a separate mixing engineer and going, this is too muddy, this is too loud, this is, you know, whatever. If you did this to X, Y, and Z, it will make my job easier and I can make it that much better. And usually it's simple things, right? You know, like it's, it's all frequencies and you know, sometimes everyone's, I need it loud. I need it loud. So you get a mix and I can't even do it anything with it. Cause it's, it's easier so- to take something quiet and make it louder in a mix, right. Than to take something loud and level it out or it's easier to mix too quiet. Okay. Mix too quiet. Always. And let the mastering engineer get you up to volume. That's the easiest, best way to do it. Um, Because once it's too loud, it's too loud, and you can't really. Well, usually, if you usually if you give me a mix that's too loud, you've over processed something. There's probably clipping that you don't even know is there, and there's like phase issues and things that I you can't fix it because you're giving me a stereo track. You know what I mean? Um, I can try to help talk you through fixing your mix. You know, then you get, I looked up on YouTube and I know what I'm doing. I'm like, yeah, see, the, okay. The, the, my best uh, uh, attribute, I think, is that I know that I don't know what I'm doing. You know right. what I mean? Like, I know when I'm like, nope, that's far above my head. Someone else needs to take care of that. You know, I'm not yeah. a, a guy that's just going to be like, yeah, I can I can do it with by watching a video. Because, again, there's things that I could just fuck up and not even know I'm fucking up. And right. it's too late. And I'm like, cool. Yeah, I just spent all that time. Well, then the whole thing with mastering, like when I was learning how to do that like i spent months not even working on songs it was it's called you know tuning your room you need your speakers here and you need this there and just where things are to get your room flat 
because you want it to be like as neutral as possible. So I have like this amazing setup now. Like now my mixes are so much better, my recordings, because the stuff coming back to me is really true. So that, that's that been a lot of fun. So I do I do that. And then obviously I'm having some kind of weird creative vomit session this year, which is which has been awesome. But, you know, like, it's very funny, like thinking back to like when I started, I had one song and it's called California and it ended up being on my third CD because I had a band thing. I came up with an acoustic version or whatever. And it took me forever because I was trying to be a songwriter and you need a bridge and you need a chorus and here's this and I need lyrics. And I had like five verses and it was like, you know, I had to learn how to self edit and all that kind of stuff. And the thing that's interesting to me is now like I'm, I'm coming up with ideas all the time. Like, you know, one of the worst and best things in the world is the phone. Like if you look at my voice memos, these are all song <laughs> ideas. And I know this is an audio only, but there is that has got to be up in the hundreds. But that just on this phone. Yeah. Oh, wow. And you not all of them end up anywhere. Right. The very interesting thing to me is every song that I've put out this year, especially the EP, it's almost it's almost like first try things just fall out of me. And and in my best songs always my, my best songs to me, because obviously I'm not selling millions of records but it's like the ones that i think the ones that always end up being released were the ones that were the easiest to finish they just somehow happen you know and so like the new ep is called uh while i was away and i'm actually it's i'm i think it's probably the best thing i've put out it's short it's the first thing i've i don't know if you call it a concept but it it tells a story from the first song which is an instrumental to the last song and it's about very specific things to me, which I usually stay away from. Like, obviously, you draw on your life and relationships and things and da, 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 da. But this was, it was almost stupid easy. Like, the first thing is this little orchestral thing, and it's like two minutes long. It's like a string quartet kind of thing. And literally, I played each section one time. Like, I didn't write it. I didn't have it in my head. Like I was, I was literally what happened is I was, I got a new orchestra program and I went just octaves with like a bass note. And I played it for however, however long the song is. That's how long I played it literally. And then I went back and I, I was like, Oh, let me try violin part. So I'm like, it's like, I'm like, I'm in the key of C. Ben, and I'm like, oh, okay. Left it alone for a couple months, came back, added another part. I'm like, oh, I have a harmony in my head. Like, and that's that's the song. Like, I don't know how that happened. And I think it's really cool. And then the song after is the one we were playing when we came in, The Light Will Shine. Yep. I ended the first one on like a seventh chord, a C7, which goes to F. The first chord of that is F. So all of a sudden in my head, those two songs were always linked. They weren't supposed to be. So then that's like the first part of the story on that one. But that one just kind of fell out too. Like I came up with the main riff that there's a little keyboard thing on it. And I'm like, oh, it's really cool. And I kind of hummed a melody. And I always like words come out sometimes. Like 90% of the words from that first are the lyrics. And then in the third song, I again, I had a new sound, a new piano sound that was kind of fucked up sounding. And I just came up with this. Dun, dun. It's the song that you probably heard on the radio. Dun, dun, gone. Dun, yeah. dun. Dong, dong. And I'm like, wow, I really just, I liked it. And I put this little weird, 
little synthesized drum thing, which actually starts the song, and then I have live drums come in. And I same thing. I'm like, and words came out, and I'm like, oh my, it's done. Well, you want to uh, you want it's to take a pause so and listen to that? Yeah, let's play or listen to what, whichever one you you want to. Well, you know what? I think it'd be kind of fun, even though it's probably not commercially smart, to play the floating song, which is the first one, because that's the orchestral thing, and I think most people probably will never hear that, and I think it's really cool. Cool. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not one for following following rules super tight. So yeah, yeah. So it's floating. Floating. All right, let's listen to Floating by Mike Grutka. So that was Floating Mike Grudka off the uh, While I Was Away EP, and that one came out recently, yes? Yeah, just a couple months ago. Just a couple months ago. What month are we in? Who knows? Uh, June. <laughs> when did I put that out? I don't know. I don't I think, know. It I just think... says 2022, so, you know. Yeah, so it's brand new. Everyone go. It's the first week it's out. Just go jump on it. Yes, it's brand play new. It. You'll be the first ones to hear it. Add it to your playlist. <laughs> like it. Follow me. <laughs> yeah, those are all those are all very valid points. You should do all of those things. Um, so you said you this was a very busy year for you. So you've put out a bunch of other stuff. Um, yeah, singles and you have like albums, full albums ready to go that you've written. Like, yeah, how many songs would you like if you had to just ballpark? How many songs would you say you've got? Me? Yeah. In various finished in various, or in various. No, in just various forms. Anything like including the ones on your phone. Over five hundred, oh. easy. 
very very easily that's awesome and part of my problem is uh like people you know who do you sound like you gotta know who you sound like and i'm like well you just heard that i have little country songs the song that's coming out in a couple days is like this weird tripped out early radiohead noise thing then i got like floaty little jammy fishy dave matthews you know i don't know i guess you know you know how like obviously if you're a musician you probably have a deep love of music and you fall in love with certain things so there there's basically four bands that i ever just totally freaked out and went down the rabbit hole with like the beatles rem dave matthews and radiohead okay like radiohead comes out with something tomorrow i'm like i'm just gonna go get it and i listen to it and i you know, put it on headphones. And I play it in my car and like I wear it out and then you kind of put it away. And like the only one that I kind of out of that group that I don't really is Dave. And that was more of a, this is so what he does on guitar was so weird at the time. And it was like, right. this is, I can play this. I can figure this out. This is fun. You know, this is just fun way to play the guitar and it's bouncy and it's fun and whatever. But like now when I kind of listen, I'm like, okay, now I'm like, oh, this album was really good or these songs are, but I'm not like, oh, I feel like listening to Dave now. Right. You know, I kind of got, fell out of it. But like, you know, the the Beatles, they just had that big thing that uh, Let It Be album thing on Disney Channel or whatever that was, or Get Back, yeah, whatever get it was. Back. You know, Radiohead has a new offshoot side thing and it's like... <laughs> I'll go seek that stuff out still and, and listen to it. And REM broke up however many years ago, but it's like, I wish they'd come out with something because I like them so much, you know? And it's funny with REM because like if, if sometimes you like any publicity is bad publicity. I have a couple songs. I'm like, I should get sued because this is an REM guitar part. <laughs> <laughs> come on, man. But they're not that kind of band. I got to find someone else to right. sue me just so I get known. But uh, yeah, so when I say I have all these ideas, like the styles are just so like, I have days I'm sitting there with my electric guitar and I got my distortion pedals and some real, like I had this little short, it's going to be this like two minute and it's like a punk rock song and it's super fast. The only reason it's not done is cause I probably need a drummer for it. Cause it's like 190 beats per minute. Wow. All right. <laughs> but it's like this. And then at the same time, the, the song that I wrote right after that is like this little hokey, three chord country song but i mean that's good you know that's to me that's cool you know well i think it's i don't do it on purpose it just it's, <laughs> it's just what comes out you know like i didn't say oh i'm gonna write an orchestral baroque right. thing it just came out and that's funny because like if you think like i grew up in orchestras that should be the thing like you know i should have probably more string arrangements but i didn't ever do that until this year so yeah so the the ep that just came out i'm, re- I'm actually really proud of and then i have a single that came out right after that um called listen which i really 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 like and the new one like i said is called wake up and it's a long song it's not like a hit but it's kind of like bop we used to play it back with the band a little bit and uh this is actually the best version of it so i'm putting it out but i'm also it's kind of they tell you not to be political you know any marketing person don't be political but come on man america's fucked up right now there's a lot of strange shit going on they're taking rights away from people but it's all right to murder children. So this song, you know, I, I, I had it, and it's, a, it's about people in power just wanting power and not giving a fuck at all. And, like, it's kind of sung from that person's, that person's viewpoint. 
like there's a line and it says, uh, listen, I'm the voice of God. Get in line and do your job. I won't tell you, I won't give you anything, my mistakes and you will pay. Like it, it's very about that thing. Um, so I thought it was good timing. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way to do it just cause with streaming and whatever, like with streaming, it might be five bucks, but I'm going to say like all the streaming from that song between now and the end of the year, I'm going to donate to Planned Parenthood. And then, you know, I'm obviously going to have it on my website to purchase. And for that, I'll probably for the first month, I think I'm going to do something where I, I match whatever, Like you can pay a dollar for it. You can pay 10 bucks for it and I'll match whatever gets sold and do that. So it was just kind of a thing, you know, like this song matches like my mood about the world right now. So here you go. Is that, everybody. Is that you want to, you want to hear that one now? It's not up it's yet. Not, not out, not it's out at n- all. No one can hear that yet. No one can hear it. I can play that's... it to you through my phone. I think I might have a version on my phone, but uh, that, that wouldn't work. No, that, that wouldn't work. <laughs> I could I could send it to you, yeah. If, you, if you'd like, I mean, yeah. If you want, if you want to uh, send it to me, I can certainly put it in in post. And, uh, I think we, I think we, I think we, I think we will play the listen. So we're gonna listen to listen, and then we'll be back to wrap it up with Mike Grut.
shadows in the corner with my alone Listen, Mike Grutka and uh, Mike. I want to thank you for coming out. And, this was, that was fun and a pretty ride. It was. Where where are you? You're coming from Gilderland. So oh, okay. I, I took the windy way through oh, uh, Mechanicville yeah. and stuff yeah. Yeah, instead of taking nice. the North Way all the way up. It is. A, it, that I mean, I do that every time because it's not that much of a difference in time. No, and it's such a prettier ride to follow the Hudson all the way down. And like, yeah. Well, I have a Jeep too. In days like this, ah. like. I'm going to fold my top down for the ride home. Right. So I got my safari hat on yeah. for, you know, the sun. I dig the safari hat. Yeah, but thanks. This was this was fun. But before we go, is there anything that you want to plug and, you know, talk about any of your releases, any of your social media, where people can follow you? Basically, the microphone is yours to uh, talk well, My to. website is MikeGrutkaMusic.com, M-I-K-E-G-R-U-T-K-A, music.com. Join the email list. That's always the best. And of course, you got to be on Facebook and all that stuff, but I'm probably the most active on Instagram because it's the most fun and it's the most immediate. And Facebook overall, I kind of don't like, but you got to be on it. Yeah. It's a scary place, though, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, uh, I'm on Bandcamp. All the links are on, you know, the Instagram page or the Facebook page or from the website cool and we'll we'll the, throw links on the page yeah but, here. The, but the songs are up there and uh yeah go check them out tell you all your friends and be a rick viper <laughs> so that <laughs> when you meet me you think i'm some huge ginormous rock star and you want me to play you know the time union center or whatever it's called now mv no, no what is I it i you know i don't i don't even know what it's called I now know. i still call it the nick is that, <laughs> you know, is that how fucked up is that i'm like i was like i'm not calling it the pepsi and now it's 40 names later. Well, it's funny because I grew up in Syracuse, so it was the Carrier Dome. Oh, right. It's still the Carrier Dome, so that's easy. That is easy. This is like... It changes all the time. Maybe I should sell my name to sponsors. Like, go. instead of Mike Gretka, you can name me with your product for the next year. So if, and if I paid enough money, your official name would be Unsigned 518's Mike Grutka. Yes, we, we can we can work out a deal. <laughs> All right, awesome. Let's fucking do that. All right, well, Mike, thank you for coming out. I really appreciate it. Um, and look for all the links on our page uh, where you can find Mike. We want to make it real easy for you to find him. And uh, again, I appreciate you coming out. Uh, that's Mike Grutka. I'm Andy Scullin. This is Unsigned 518, and I'll see you on the road. Unsigned 518 is produced in conjunction with Nippertown. You can find new episodes here every week on nippertown.com. If you are a band or musician in the 518 area code and would like to be on Unsigned 518, shoot me an email at unsigned518 at gmail.com. I'm your host, Andy Scullin. I'll be back next week with another episode of Unsigned 518. Thanks for listening.